Welcome back, everyone. This is Dustin Nemo, still in my recovery bed over here with surgery. Um, so don't think I'm being crazy with all the background. Anyway, uh, there's great news coming. There's a lot of very important news. There's some dark stuff happening, but I'm very optimistic. There's a lot to share with you today. And I think that on the other side of this video, you're going to be optimistic as well about justice and about the 2020 election and about what comes after. Let's dive in right after a short word from our sponsors. Do you love the aroma of a cup of delicious hot coffee to start your day? Mmm, nothing beats it. And with the Great Awakening Coffee, you'll be ready to meet your day with passion. Our specialty is waking people up. And as soon as you taste our coffee, you'll know why. Wake up feeling charged like George Washington with our smooth breakfast blend. Or maybe you're more of a Roosevelt and prefer our cowboy blend. Our set it and forget it program is a hassle-free coffee buying experience backed by our Patriot promise. Meet your day with passion. TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com. Link in description. Nemosnewsnetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. So let's just dive right on in. The Democrats are terrified. They are demanding at the House and the Senate level an investigation into A.G. Barr and Durham and his probe. Now, here's the interesting thing. They, they, want you, uh, they want to open an emergency investigation into whether U.S. A.G. Barr and Durham and other Department of Justice political appointees are following the DOJ's long-standing policy to avoid taking official actions or other steps that could improperly influence the upcoming presidential elections. So we, uh, short answer is uh, A.G. Barr already addressed this and he is not against bringing things out before the election as long as it's lawful. So uh, there, there is a policy, sure, of not letting out political information that may be uh, sensitive to an election, but it is not a law. So good luck with your investigation, Democrats. Quote, they could have contained it, end quote. Outgoing U.S. ambassador accuses China of trying to cover up the Wuhan outbreak. So I was wrong about him, uh, Terry Branstad. He uh, actually had some harsh words for China. I thought he was bought off and that's why he was being drained from the swamp, but he basically quit because he knew they were corrupt, I guess. Now, talking about corruption, this is ludicrous. Talking about the Soros cover-up, Newt Gingrich finally chimes in and he has a very powerful voice. He is uh, really going after Soros right now, which is very interesting. If you saw the recent clip where while he was on the, sh the, uh, the Fox show here with uh, Harris Faulkner, uh, her two other people that she had on the show as well, both told him to not talk about Soros right there on live Fox News. And then they all got quiet. And uh, she actually put out something the next day where she reinforced the message of freedom of speech and, and she went against censorship. Of course, that coming out of Fox News is, is laughable because they barely cover censorship and they benefit from it more than anyone. I mean, let's be honest, if it wasn't for uh, censorship, Fox News would have been like CNN and they're starting to get there. They're having their first mass layoff, but um, we wanted to, to really destroy the fake news and that includes Fox. They're still doing way too well um, going into an election for 2020. Too many people still trust Fox News. So feds launch a probe into Princeton based on its admitted racism. We know a lot of these colleges are you know, openly racist, especially against whites and also against Asians. 
uh, Harvard included. We have a um, issue going on in Pennsylvania and Michigan. They are trying to extend the uh, time after the deadline for which mail-in vo uh, votes can be counted. So basically, um, they're setting it up so that if they lose, they can then print and sign and send in more ballots up until the point where they would win. So there's really no way to win this election because they can print as many as they want. They have 50 million of them already, um, and it's a matter of time, right? So it's uh, we also have to figure out a way to to beat this in the courts, or I was thinking it would be kind of cool if people would record those um, those drop boxes they're trying to do, just stand out there and, and just record anyone trying to drop more than one in there. I don't know if that's legal. You'd have to check. I don't know if that's uh, something we could do. There's so many of them, but it would certainly give you pause if you're about to go break a law and someone's sitting there with a camera. I think that could be cool. I don't know. Anyway, moving on, AOC is t telling the Democrats that she can push Biden in a more progressive direction. We've heard lots of comments like this from AOC, from, from the Ilhan Omar types, from all of these far-left radical violent, um, basically crazy communists. But um, it's not that hard to believe because Biden is told where to talk, what to say, and who to talk to, and when he can talk. Um, we already saw that yesterday or the day before when I showed the other video of Biden asking if it was his turn to talk. He, he didn't want to get in trouble, he said. <laughs> anyway, so Stroke uh, is saying that history will see him as a patriot defending America against a Russian attack on our elections. <laughs> That's kind of funny because there's still no evidence of any Russian attack on our elections, but there's a lot of evidence that you committed treason. Uh, DeVos publishes final rule on protecting speech and religious freedom on campus. This is a big deal. President Trump has been talking about patriotism in the schools. We're seeing it start. Okay, this is the uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos forcing all colleges and all universities that uh, engage in any of this uh, Marxist racist crap. If they are discriminating against Christians, if they're discriminating against conservatives, if they're violating the principles of freedom of speech, they will lose federal grants, period. It goes into effect immediately until a Obama judge overturns it, and then we have to go back and fight it. But it'll happen eventually, and then we'll be in a much better place in this country. My gosh, the education swamp needs to be drained. Now, I don't want to report on this. It's so dark and terrifying and, and horrible, and I feel such sorrow for this 10-year-old girl. Three brothers raped her, and they were in their 30s. She locked herself in the bathroom to try to get away from them. First, they offered her money, and then eventually they all three gang-raped her. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up, we cover human trafficking, yes, but there's one of them still loose. So we had the 35-year-old Raul Paz Perez. I don't know how to say that. And 35-year-old Wilmer Paz Perez. So these are relatives. Um, uh, arrested. Now, the third one, another sibling, is 31-year-old Elder Paz Perez, and he's on the loose and wanted for first-degree rape of, an, of a 10-year-old child. Now, folks, the mother was dating this guy. I don't know if she's on board with that. I, I doubt it. You know, most moms wouldn't be, but some moms have them. A lot of single moms out there will turn the other eye when abusive stepfathers will start to mess with their kids. 
I've seen this happen with my own brother and sister. Okay. When I was a kid, my mother would go through so many, you know, I've told the story about my mother and how she was a drug addict and eventually became a prostitute. She was a single mom, with three kids, and she would go through shitty men, you know, and she was trying to find a guy. That's natural. You want to find a good mate to protect your children. But a lot of those men, I think, molested my brother and sister because they ended up in a really bad place. They ended up uh, prostitutes and drug and drug addicts themselves. So I think that that was maybe maybe my mom just didn't notice. It's really hard sometimes to, to pay attention to things when your livelihood depends on you not noticing it. Have you ever noticed that? There's many situations where mothers fail to protect their children. Not every situation, but this is a problem in society. And that's what I really wanted to bring out here. Not, I'm not bashing single moms. It's not always their fault. Okay. But what I'm saying is there are predatory people out there and no one is going to care for a child the way their biological father would. Very rarely will this happen with biological fathers. Okay. But stepdads, boyfriends, molest and rape kids all the time. And it leaves lasting damage. This 10-year-old is going to grow up and she's going to have so many problems. She may become a drug addict. She may become a sex worker because of this. Now, a big part of that is how society handles it and how society treats those kids. Usually they ignore them and they ridicule them and they try to tell them not to speak out about it. So, um, sorry, I had to take some water here. My, I'm on these um, pain pills and they're really draining my um, hydration. I'm, I have some cotton mouth, folks. It's terrible. All right. So um, cancel Netflix, hashtag cancel Netflix movement over the cuties film has actually spiked the cancellations of Netflix 800%. Okay. And that's just the beginning. This is a couple days old. People are really just starting to find out about cuties. Okay. Netflix has just ruin their future. And beyond that, by the way, they've taken billions of dollars, by the way, in loans. Um, I said, by the way, twice, it's the pain pill. Anyway, they've taken billions of dollars in loans recently, and they are really in a difficult position because they, what they have to do is uh, use that money to make more money and grow their base. Now they were doing a really good job of that before they were uh, making a lot of content, spending tons of money, but they were growing their base. COVID didn't hurt. People are bored at home, but this is going to destroy them and that debt is not going away. So they are about to become a zombie firm, I hope. Uh, that's a zombie firm is when they just cannot even keep up with their own debt payments. Okay. So uh, Virginia voters form massive lines for in-person early voting after President Trump encourages healthy Americans to go to the polls and vote in person. So Yes, um, election officials are saying they've never seen anything like it on day one. And folks, it is happening. Now, we also have Obama appointed judge blocks postmaster general uh, from making operational changes to the USPS ahead of election. We'll see if it sticks. But yes, as of right now, um, everything that the uh, postmaster general, <laughs> that's a word I don't use often, postmaster, um, everything that the Postmaster General has done in recent weeks has to be undone because of this injunction until it's beaten in court. This is the kind of shadow government um, legislation that Obama and his appointed judges have been doing. 
if President Trump actually does, oh, thank you, Payne, for closing the door. If President Trump actually um, does something where it will help the world or help the country, Obama's judges will smash it down and say it's not constitutional, even though it's a lie. A president has the authority to shut down the border, for example, and they keep calling it unconstitutional. The president has the authority to do this, but they're going to call it unconstitutional. So when they finally get arrested for rioting in the streets, they're going to call that unconstitutional too. And a lot of them are media personalities, um, government politicians on the left, and their children. Their own children are out there, like de Blasio's uh, daughter out there. So continuing from there, we also have... Let's see. So in this one, we actually have Joy Behar, who I kind of consider one of the most vile and disgusting examples of fake news out there, a real true scumbag and a liar. She actually got called out for wearing blackface by Kim Klasik, who's a conservative. And uh, she went on The View, and I uh, guess she was looking for some punishment or something. That's kind of a, a masochistic thing to do anyway, because you know they're going to try to get you in some sort of a gotcha question or whatever. But she got really triggered by this. So I'm going to let you see that. It's pretty hilarious. Here we go. Where President Trump admitted that he wanted to publicly downplay the threat of the pandemic, even though he knew it was spread through the air and was going to be very deadly. Now, we see how the virus is disproportionately affecting the African-American community. Do you think continually downplaying the threat costs lives? Uh, that's a great question. Thank you, Sarah. Um, first of all, I, I think that, you know, we didn't handle the pandemic as a country uh, great as a whole. You know, this is why I talk about bringing the biotech industry right back through the Baltimore city port. Uh, we let, allowed a lot of jobs and manufacturing to go overseas thanks to NAFTA and the, the Bill Clinton administration. And that's why he's pulling it back. How we had that medical, equip, medical equipment industry here, we probably would have been more equipped in, uh, to better handle the pandemic. Um, now, you're saying disproportionately affecting black lives. If you look at cities of Baltimore, you've got things called like a food desert. And this is where you're sitting there and they don't have grocery stores. They don't have what they need uh, around them in, this, in their neighborhoods. And so, yeah, I believe a coronavirus pandemic would affect us more. I mean, look at my campaign ad. Look at the living conditions. That would affect us more. Absolutely. That's why I'm running for office. Come on, Kim. Excuse me. I have to say something to you. He told Bob Woodward that it was a very serious issue and it's airborne and that it was terrible. And then he went out and told the American people, don't wear masks, it's all gonna go away. You have to put some blame on your president, I'm sorry. You're putting it on something extraneous here. Talk to the point, please. Is this, is this Joy speaking, the same Joy? The same yes. Joy that yes. paraded around in blackface not too long ago? Come on, Joy, I don't think you should be That's asking these questions. I am excuse a me, American. Excuse me, the black community had my back. They know that the that black was community not black has my back. That was an homage. Oh, please, the black just has the my The black well. community has your back? The black yes. community has yes, your back? Yes, they do. Sonny, the yes. black community well, did Sonny not vote them. for you. Well, the black you community did not vote for you. What it was during a special election. On? Sonny, can I speak? What planet are you living on? It was during a special wow. election while we were exactly still under please. lockdown and wow. I could not wow. talk to people. Can I speak or are you just going to speak over this me? Becomes a big, listen, Kim, good luck to you. Thanks to Kim Clausen. That was very immature, but thank you for having me. So in uh, race war narrative, because that's what the left is trying to create, we actually have this lady witness a white store manager call the police on two black men who shoplifted. They committed a crime. They stole 
and he called the police. He didn't even necessarily push charges. He just wanted them to not come back to his story. He's pretty nice about it, very relaxed guy. But this woman decided to uh, get in his face and try to basically attack him for being uh, white and having called the police on a black person because having to call the police is now a racist activity, apparently, right? Her argument is that, well, they're black. The police would have killed them. You put their lives at risk for some stuff, right? That makes no sense, you dumb, dumb, dumb fool. That's all I can say. Um, but I'm going to show you the video just to point out the disparity, the discrepancy, the, the, the differences here in the way we think. There is a logic center. We ration, we reason, we, we talk about things, we figure it out, we, we look at the evidence, and there is an emotional center here for this BLM, Antifa, race war narrative. Um, and in that way, it doesn't matter. No facts matter. It's all emotions and you're already guilty. So here's the video just to, uh, to let you see it. I'm going to mute myself. May I ask, um, so I live in the neighborhood um, and I have come to the CVS very often. Mm -hmm. May I ask why you called the police on those two men? Um, CVS policy dictates that if they're shoplifters, mm -hmm. the exit store with merchandise unpaid for, yeah. you need to get the police involved. And if the police apprehend them, mm -hmm. they issue a bond notice. Okay. So I actually did not elect to press charges. I said, hey, look, I just want them to know they can't come in here anymore because they shoplifted, and I just need them to sign that, and I need my merchandise back. And the officers obliged, and the guy said the same thing. Thank you. And they left. It's not your merchandise. It's the store. So you know what happens when the black men or black people, and you decided to call the police on two black people that stole, that allegedly took something from the store because you're willing to uphold the policy and they could have lost their lives. We, we can agree to disagree on this because I don't work for you and I don't need I follow my company's policies, not your policies, where I can appreciate concerns. So you're willing to risk someone's life for what, $30,000 a year? There, That's There was no risk in my opinion. That, Thank you. You have a great night. Thank what you. is your name? My name is store manager. No, what is his name? No one's going to tell you my name when you're sitting here videotaping us so that you can try and elicit some sort of violence against me. It's not going to happen. Elicit violence against you? You just elicited violence against two black men no, by calling they, the police on them. We got to walk away when one of them had a warrant and could have been arrested and the cops still let him go. Just li listen to yourself. You work with black folks. You just... Pretty disgusting, isn't she? Um... The guy handled it very well, and I love his comment there. My name is Store Manager. <laughs> that was good. That was a classic one. Um, he deserves to be a meme for that one. My name is Store Manager. Now, get the hell out. He should have called the police on her at that point because she was being very aggressive and accusatory, and um, if they didn't want to have the police called on them, then maybe they shouldn't have stolen, right? Now, here's a warning to Deep State. A.G. Barr explaining what a healthy Justice Department looks like, and then this happened. So I'm gonna play this for you. It is uh, fairly incredible. Here we go. Administration is lawless, and I usually see him scratching my head saying, you know, we, we litigate all our stuff, we win a lot of it, we go through the process, you know, what, what exactly is lawless about it? The fact is that the Obama administration had the worst record in the Supreme Court of any recent administration, losing cases. And, our, and we, you know, our administration so far has been doing you know, 
above average in terms of uh, winning in the Supreme Court. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say we were lawless. Um, but again, the Obama administration, you know, had some of the people who were in Mueller's office writing their briefs in the Supreme Court. So maybe that explains something. <clears throat> That was our attorney general, folks. He is calling them out, and it is getting kind of blatant. One of the comments there was, Honey Badger has the claws out or something like that. I thought that was funny. So uh, we are seeing AG Barr really start to uh, verbally kind of lean on the situation. And I think that that is uh, a very good sign. We also have President Trump signing an executive order to lower drug prices. Hey, folks, I'm pretty sure that insulin is about to go from $600 to like $35. Be ready for it. It's going to be a uh, great gift to the American people. And these uh, evil monsters that have been poaching and sucking out our, our health and their sick care system, just sucking out our, our longevity and our vitality, using their sick care model customers, not cures, uh, they're going to take a massive, massive pay cut. And hopefully some of the incentive to kill people for profit won't be there anymore. So continuing from there, let's see what else we have. I'm just going to mention this briefly, but um, President candidate Joe Biden hasn't had a rally with more than 100 people in six months. And frankly, folks, I don't think anyone's going to vote for it, really. I don't even know if Antifa and BLM plan to show up and vote. Um, we'll see what happens. If they did, maybe they, could, maybe they could pay them to come over here and put on some Biden shirts for one of his events and pretend he has a following, right? Uh, certainly we've seen Antifa do that in the past. They would flip off their black clothes and put on Moms Against Police Brutality t-shirts, that kind of thing, and lock arms, right? Bring their children out to uh, events where they might be tear gassed because of violent protests or really what they should be called riots. Now, continuing from there, uh, we also have one amazing piece of news finally confirmed. Now, we already kind of suspected, of course we did. Kiwa told us this way long time ago. But we also had, you know, just the general mainstream crowd had suspected that uh, President Trump had offered Julian Assange a deal. Give us the source of who gave you those Podesta emails. Where did the, where did the WikiLeaks emails come from off the DNC server? Well, we already know that Assange says it was not Russia. Now, he has not given a source up, which we know was Seth Rich, but maybe that is the final nail. Maybe that's the final move here is to really expose the DNC completely, fully, for what they've done, including killing Seth Rich. We'll see what happens, but this is a powerful card to play, and, well, frankly, there's just not much time left to play it. If it's going to happen, if Julian Assange has a part to play here, it's either going to be now or possibly second-term Trump. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot of the justice phase happen on term two, uh, where we'll have more time and footing for arrests and... At that point, power will have been established, right? We're still in a power feud right now, and we don't have all the power of the government. Obama is running a shadow government behind the scenes, uh, right down the street from the White House with thousands of staffers. He is basically um, trying to overthrow President Trump. So, folks, this is it for this one. I am going to uh, sign out. I'm getting kind of loopy anyway from this gabapentin or whatever the hell they gave me. And I will see you on the next one. Um, censorship is crazy, but I could not wait. I wanted to get this video out there. Um, 
We'll see you on the next one.